Halo fam, welcome to this very special episode of Halos in the Infield. Zach Neto and his father Joaquin stopped by the infield to talk everything from high school baseball to Zach's upbringing all the way up to draft day and his pro baseball debut. Now, Joaquin's audio cuts out a little bit here and there because of the Wi-Fi, but it's a great interview and we're super excited to bring it to you. Well, without further ado, here it comes. What's up, Halo fam? Halo Joe here. Just wanted to thank each and every one of you for checking out this new episode. Make sure to keep it tuned here to Halos in the Infields Baseball Network all season long as we drop content every day. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Also, make sure to crack the like button and leave a comment. Make sure you also smash that bell icon to be notified every time we drop an episode or go live. Also, check us out on our other platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. We can also be found on Apple Pod, Podbeam, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Don't forget to leave that five-star review. Thank you again, Halo fam, and with that, let's get this show on the road. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield. I'm your host, Todd Fox. Uh, we want to let you know where you can follow us. You can follow us on anywhere where you subscribe to podcast forms on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, wherever you uh, want to listen to us. Also, check us out on YouTube, like and subscribe to our Halos in the Infield page. But we got a special show for you today, so let's get started. Again, I'm Todd Fox, and our other host of the show is... Fernando Mendez, and we're joined here by two very special guests. Uh, we'll let them introduce themselves. Uh, let's start off with Zach's father. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Joaquin Neto, and I'm Zach's dad. And then uh, I'm Zach Neto, uh, player for the Angels. Well, uh, for starters, guys, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for the time. Um, it's been a long time coming to to make this work out, so I'm happy that you guys are, are able to join us. Uh, let's start off uh, talking to Joaquin real quick. So tell us a little bit about Zach's upbringing, and, and who was it that introduced him to baseball? Was it you, maybe another family member? Did he find it himself? Well, he's got a – when he was born, he had a, a, a an older brother. He was uh, eight years old, so – as soon as he, as soon as my wife and him was released from the hospital, it was playoff time uh, at the park with my older son. So they went directly to the park. So you could basically say that he was uh, born and raised on that field from an <laughs> early age. And he just always loved the game. He always took interest in it from like day one. Well, you know, when he got, when he was able to start walking and stuff like that, we were always at the park and. Him and one of the other uh, brother siblings on the team, they were, um, they would take turns hitting off of a tee. One guy would put the ball up, and the other one would hit, and then vice versa. And they would do that for hours at a time. So, yeah, he loved it. I mean, he, did, he never played another sport. It was just baseball twenty four seven all all year round. Okay, so when you think about you know, his, his early playing, you know, formally, once he actually started joining a team, like what's the first time that you remember watching him play? And what's, what's the first thing you remember from that game? We were playing, he was playing T-ball and um, he was a little young and he wasn't really playing on a team yet, but a team needed a player and they just put him in the outfield. They asked me if they could just play in the outfield just to, just, just to have an extra player. And I said, yeah, why not? And so I put him out there and I could tell that he really liked it. He was very raw, but he really liked it. So um, some kid hits a fly ball to him out there in the outfield. I, I closed my eyes saying, oh, God, here we go. Ball always finds a new player. And when he catches the ball in the air at like four years old, I was like, okay, all right. That's not, that's not a bad start to a career here. And they just took off from there. Did you come out of? Do you remember that at all, Zach? I I do not. I do not remember that. <laughs> oh, fair enough. What were you going to say, Dad? I was just going to say, uh, how how much did you celebrate on that one? Him making that catch. <laughs> Man, I was 
I'll be honest with you. I was jumping up and down. I was high-fiving everybody, everybody <laughs> around me. I was like super stoked. I mean, I was like, here's my kid four years old catching fly balls already in T-ball. Who would have, who would ever thought that was going to happen? So I was, I was pretty happy. I, I, I'll admit. That's cool. You're you were bracing for a sandlot moment where the ball was like going to hit him in the head. I was to be to be honest, with you, I was hoping that the ball wouldn't hit him in the head. I I would I would hope he would just <laughs> stay out of the way. Maybe if he misses the ball, he just wouldn't hit him directly in the forehead. Uh, but no, I was he just put his glove up and he caught it, and it was uh it was it was a good day. <laughs> and then that's when the legend was born. So now and, let's let's go a little bit to uh to high school. Now uh, bear with me if some of these numbers are wrong. It's hard to find high school numbers. So you attended Miami Coral Park uh, Senior High School. You had a 407 career batting average in high school. 19 doubles, six triples, two home runs. You drove in uh, 37 runs. You went 1-0 on the mound with three career saves. Kind of accurate? Do you remember? Yeah, that, sound, that sounds about right. <laughs> okay, so uh, what's the number one thing that you remember from your days in high school? And how do you think uh, that led you uh, to getting to the point where you're starting to get recruited? Oh, man. Um, I just I just remember I was always that player. Like my dad could tell you, I was always that player where I would come home and I'll be like, yeah, I just uh, I just played a new position today because we had our coach. Our coach pretty much was like, hey, we need you in this position. Like we want to keep your band in lineup. And it's like my dad's told me at a young age, you hit, they'll find a spot for you. So. Um, I always hit, and it was just that man. Like, where, where, where are we gonna put him? And um, it was always that every day I'll come home and be like, oh yeah, I was, I was playing left field or I was playing third, um, things like that. Just a different position every day, and um, I always remember that. And, and you know, it's just that that would always stick with me because it helped me in college when I was in that versatile spot wherever my coach needed me, I was playing there, and. Um, and then the, it just took off from there, you know, on the field or on the mound and things like that. And, I mean, it just it just came easy to me. Okay. So um, I guess this question is kind of for, for both of you. Uh, we'll start off with Zach on it. So now uh, let's talk about Campbell. Why? Why did you decide to go to that university? At the time, I didn't even have any. Uh, first round draft, I believe their highest would be what 40. Why did you decide to look in that direction? Yeah, you know, um, coming out of high school, um, I didn't really have that many offers. Um, I, I would probably say I had like two or three really D1 offers, um, with Campbell being one of them. And you know, I was getting I was getting recruited in Florida from like D2s, JUCOs, things like that. Um, uh, but the school that actually sent me interest was Campbell. Um, when I first when I first talked to him, I had never heard of school before. So that's what kind of like opened my eyes a little bit. And then uh, as I started doing my research on it, things like that, um, you know, it just kind of, it kept opening my eyes. Like, it was like, man, the school is nice. All turf field, all brick, all brick buildings, things like that. I was like, man, this is, this is sick. So um, I remember going to a tournament in Lake Point and I uh, actually had a pretty good tournament where I was hitting and pitching for the first time. And they were there to watch me and, you know, they, they saw, they finally saw me, coach Harris saw me and he pretty much told me, Hey, like we got, we want to set up, a, we want to set up a visit with you. And I was like, Oh man, I've been waiting for this since my first official visit. You know, I, I, I've been waiting for this my whole life. It was, I was going into my senior year and uh, I remember I had a couple, I had a couple trips before that and, like I, I told my, it was, it was just me and my dad, and I remember telling him that, like I, I didn't, I didn't really look forward to anything else but to go to Campbell on Sunday, on Sunday morning, experience that with everybody, and and you know coming out of there, um, I, I knew, I already knew this, I already knew what school I wanted to go to, even though I kind of want to explore my options, um, Coach Harry didn't let me leave there without an answer, and my dad, it's like my dad came back and told me he said, hey. You've been talking about this for the past weeks now. You know, you know what's at the table. You're gonna, you're gonna get a fair shot here. Um, you know, not, not many people could say they come in as a freshman and and get to fight for a starting job. And and he said, you love it here, man. Like you, you've been talking about this for for a long time now. 
like this is where you belong and and you know I I, I took a couple seconds to think about it and and I made that decision I called co-chair back in and I told him I was going to be a fighting camel and and I uh, can't wait to get my career started and um, from there on it was just hard work um, determination a lot of adversity I went through and to end up being the highest the highest uh, pick to ever come out of Campbell so um, it's it's definitely it's definitely an honor to an honor to, honor to be that that guy and you know it's it's somewhere where I could always call home wherever whenever I need anything or whatever wherever I need to go train I know I know I could go there um, any day of the week anytime and and I'll be able to get my work there and just just spend time around the facilities. How important was it for um, you to have your father there? Maybe both you guys can can uh, can can answer this one. How important was it for you guys to make that decision together and him knowing that you have your father's backing and he's going to give you the right direction? And then also, you know, knowing that your son's going to follow your your direction. You know, I mean, it seems like you guys have a really good uh, uh, what do you call relationship. it? Yeah, relationship. Yeah, you know, um, it. It was definitely good to have, you know, um, my mom couldn't go on that trip, unfortunately, but um, having my dad there was definitely uh, something cool to have, you know. Um, you know, he's been there. He's been there my whole life on the baseball side. He's he's pretty much been my coach my whole life. And, um, and just seeing him, just seeing his eyes open up whenever, like, the recruiting process started, you know, it was it was something cool to have, you know. Um, my older brother, he, he didn't really get to experience it like how I did, mm-hmm. but – um, but it was, it was awesome to have awesome experience and just making that, just making it not about myself, you know, making it about, all right, like I need somewhere that my parents can still come watch me play. If I do decide to come here, things like that. Cause you know, my parents have always been there and they're big supportive, supportive fans of me. So, um, you know, that, that was something I, that took into consideration, but, um, having, having him telling me all that before I made the commitment to go there, um, it was, it was definitely Definitely nice to have for sure. Joaquin, let me ask you this. Did you, so, you know, now you can be a little more honest because, you know, you're so removed from the situation. Zach's been drafted and all that. Did you guys have any um, level of concern at all uh, about Campbell thinking back to that time? Was it kind of like, eh, this is the best fit for him, but we also have our concerns. Uh, to be to be honest with you, that, um, that weekend that he had his official um, visit, um, we had a game plan, and now that he's not there, I'll go ahead and share with you. Uh, to with no school this weekend, we want to hear what they have to offer, and we're going to go back home. We're going to sit down with mom, and and your big brother, and your and your sister, and we're going to come to an agreement with with the whole family. And um, obviously, as a father, and and his mom. We, we did our research on the school. We knew that they had some academic issues in the past, but when Coach Hare took over the program, he made it a point that he wanted to not only make this a baseball program, but he also wanted this school to be recognized and, the, and his players to be recognized as great student athletes as well. And, and you can tell, you we were able to tell by their team grade point average going from that year that he took over. It just keeps on rising every year for me and my wife. It, um, it's, it's very simple. One day in life, you're going to have to hang up your spikes. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do when that day comes? You want to have something to fall back on or do you want to just go back and live with mom and dad, come back and live with mom and dad. Hopefully it's not an option. Hopefully he'll have something to, to be able to fall back on. And that's why education for us was, was super important. And um, so when that weekend came and like he said, you know, we sat down, we, we visited two other schools before we went to uh, Campbell. And when we sat down with um, Campbell as being the last school that we visited that weekend, it was an amazing um, uh, t- uh, moment for obviously him and, my, and myself, because I, I never went through that. Um, and just to be able to, to experience it that with him, it was, it was amazing. And like he said, coach here wouldn't let us leave that room without a, either a yes or a no. 
And we tried to stick with the game plan with, hey, we got to call mom. And he goes, okay, let me step out of the office, call her, and let me know when I can come back in. So, <laughs> so I said, all right, fine. So that, and that's exactly what we did. And, and when we hung up with mom, Zach's mind was pretty much made up. And I go, hey, listen, man, at the end of the day, this is your decision. I don't want, I don't want to ever, I don't want you for ne never letting me have that feeling that I came to Campbell because you made me come here. You chose Campbell, you stick it out. This is your decision. But one thing that me and your mom will always be is behind you 100%. And that's what we did. And, and with the thanks of all the, the, the faculty and the, the best um, academic advisor that, that exists, got him going after a slow start and and it was uh, it was a match made in heaven to be honest with you it's a it's a well it sounds like it sounds like that's a blessing it, it worked out with a family all together there helping out and uh and, and being a team you know and and zach being able to make the decision but the family's backing it worked for everybody and that's you don't really hear stories like that. So that's kind of inspirational, you know, it, you know, and you're looking out for his well-being after baseball too. So that's something yeah. that a lot of these athletes, you know, some of them take for advantage or uh, take for granted, you know, because uh, you're just here in the moment, but uh, yeah, it's great to have that long-term uh, outlook. Well, we, we've always instilled that in all our kids and um, it's reality, isn't it? One sure day, is. you're, I mean, yep, father time is undefeated for a reason. And we, yes, we, we do live in the time, but you also have to remember what's coming, you know, in the future. And we have to be ready for that as well. Absolutely. So we've spoken a lot already about uh, Coach Justin Hare. Uh, and uh, we actually had him on the day after Zach was drafted. Uh, so about 10 or 15 minutes after the pick was made, I emailed him. And literally within like 25 minutes, I got an email back. And he was like, yep, I'd love to come on and talk. So he came on, he had some really nice things to say about Zach. Obviously, we can't sit here for the 38-minute interview and listen to what it was. But I do have a couple of things I wanted to bring up and maybe just get Zach's reaction to what he thinks about uh, hearing this stuff from uh, from his former coach. So he said, Zach's a rise-to-the-occasion type of guy. He wants to play with passion and has a bit of an edge. He wants to win and will do whatever he has to do to win championships. And one of the stories that he told uh, I have two. The first one was as a uh, redshirt freshman, you cracked a bone in your hand, and that was the first weekend of the year, and you were, you know, obviously bummed out about it. Who wouldn't be? But that you were willing to play first base with an injured hand, and your exact words were, I'm going to be the most athletic first baseman in the nation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I remember I remember that. I remember uh, – I remember – I just started pitching at the time um, – and I told me and him always had a joke. We were like, well, I mean, if I can't play in this position, I might as well be the best first baseman I can be. And uh, and then it just went uphill from there. Uh, it was just it was one of those where, you know, um, wherever he needed me, I had I had I, I kind of made a little lie. He has asked me if I ever played first before. I was like, yeah, man, I played first in high school and <laughs> never played first before. But, um, but, you know, it's just it's just one of those things you do to, you know, like to to practice at that position learn a position and and then end up playing there um but i ended up handling very well you know um he said we're gonna have the four best we're gonna have the four best defenders out there third second short and first and uh and uh I, it was just one of those jokes where um every time i got moved from second or third he's like man this guy has the best first baseman i've ever seen so uh, it's just it's just one of those one of those jokes we carry around with each other you know just to kind of keep me humble and things like that <laughs> okay fair enough now this is one i was really excited to uh to bring up so this was after a lightning storm delay you came up bases loaded <laughs> two outs <laughs> and for some godforsaken reason you flip the bird to the unwritten rules and you drop down a drag bunt <laughs> after that your teammate hit a grand slam walk me through the mindset of that oh man um oh man i still remember that that's it today um so we get the rain delay um we know they're going to a different arm and 
throughout that time, I mean, I was, I, I mean, I was hitting everything. I saw everything like a beach ball, things like that. And uh, I actually got on my phone before the game and uh, before the, like we go back to the rain delay. And I think it was either my dad or, or somebody had texted me, um, sent me something on Instagram and I watched the video and it was, you know, it's perfect drag bunt, um that like, it was just going down the line. And I'm like, I, I kind of had the thought on my day. I'm like, ah, whatever. Like it was a nice bunt. So we come out, I'm starting to stretch and things like that. I'm hearing the new scouting report on, the, on this lefty that we got. And, uh, I mean, you're talking about some crafty lefty things and I'm in the box. I'm, I'm here thinking like, oh, dang, I'm, I'm, I'm screwed. Like this guy has six different pitches. I don't know which one to go for. And, um, so the biggest thing I learned was that he was, he fell more to the first base side. So whatever. So I was like, I didn't tell nobody nothing. Uh, you know, I was just, I just told everybody just, just watch, just watch what I'm going to do right here. And um, I remember first pitch, he throws me a, a fastball inside and I lay down the best, the best bun that I can down the third base line, beat out the throw. My dad, my dad, I think my dad was at that game. He's in the bathroom. He comes back. He sees, he sees everybody cheering. He sees me on first base. Next pitch, the guy, our best hitter, comes up, hits a grand slam off the foul pole, and from I mean, from that from that time on, it was we we're just we're 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 rolling throughout that game. Uh, but just that one that one small play, you know. Uh, I mean, I told everybody, I was like, just just keep your eyes open, watch what's gonna happen, and um, it was one of those things. Once I got in the box. I just I decided all right I'm gonna do this. Can so. I give you my perspective from my view? Absolutely. After the rain delay, I actually go to the bathroom and I stop by the concession stand. Game hadn't started yet, so I grab me a hot dog, I grab me a coke, and here I hear the umpire call play ball, and I'm walking towards the towards the screen. I forgot that Zach was up to bat, and my wife wasn't with me that day. And we always have a deal: if whoever's at the game. You have to videotape the at bat so we can send it back to either or and our and his uh, batting uh, uh his batting uh instructor uh, coach. And I as soon as I knew I was gonna run late because the pitcher was in the windup, I'm walking fast towards the fence so I can put my hot dog and coke down. And I see I'm a baseball coach and I, I see his hands separate and he lays down this bunt and I go, What the hell is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> and he was able he, it was a perfectly laid down bunt. I didn't get a chance to record it. And I'm just standing there at the fence, like shaking my head. Like, man, this guy, this kid, how the hell did he, I mean, it, did Coach Hare make him do that? Or did, did, did he do that in his own? And then the next batter comes up on the first pitch. He sees uh, Christian um, uh, Spencer Packard, and he hits it off the foul pole for a grand slam. And I was like, Man, if Zach butted on his own and and without permission, he is so lucky he got on base because Coach Hare would have killed him. <laughs> hey, he was super excited to share that story. I, as soon as he shared, I was like blown away. I was like, "What? That's crazy!" But oh, you know, yeah. it, it definitely had to do with uh, with the way he was describing Zach as just you know a gamer. Oh yeah. Uh, so let's fast forward now uh, as we start to catch up here to modern day to July of 2022. Uh, which was the parent? that was sending you the articles that was sending you the segments on MLB network that was keeping up with your draft stock. <laughs> Mama, that's my uh, Manetto. Um, no, don't, don't let him fool you. Don't let him fool you. It was, uh, it was a little bit of both more, more of my mom. Um, but it was, it was a little bit of both. And, you know, I, I tend, I try not to, I try not to see any of that during the season. And I pretty much told them, at the beginning of this, before my college season, I told him, look, don't send me nothing about no pre, uh, like mock drafts, things like that. I don't want to see it. Um, you know, I just want to focus on my season. And uh, by that time, the season was already done. And they were send, they were both kind of sending me mock drafts, um, what people had to say about me, things like that. And, um, I mean, I, it, you know, it's just people's opinions. You can't really do anything about it. Um but but it was it was very intriguing for sure. Well, let me ask you this: Did you have an idea in your mind, like, all right, I'm probably gonna go around here because you know you you can give me the the answer of oh well you know I just wanted to focus and let things happen. But I mean we got to be realistic. You had to have an idea in your mind. Yeah. So um, I would say I went to the combine the week before, 
and I kind of, I kind of fit, I kind of felt um, where I was, where I was liked and where I was going to drop to. And I thought, I honestly thought come draft night, um, I thought I was going to go a little earlier. You know, I had some really good talks with, with the teams before and um, the top 10 went through. And I mean, I, I haven't heard nothing from my agent. I'm just in, I'm at the draft and, and I, you know, I'm just having a good time, you know, experiencing the, the experience and the tigers are on the clock and and i get a call from my agent um i i mean it's loud there you can't hear nothing and i'm talking to my agent and he's like hey the tigers the tigers are gonna pick this guy um the angels angels called me talking about they want to they want to reach out they want to they want to they want to pick you and then you know, it was it was very loud, things like that. But the only thing I heard was, "Hey, the Angels want to pick you right here." I'm like, "Sign me up!" <laughs> and um, I remember, I remember, I I hung up the phone, and I'm there talking to everybody. I had the biggest poker face out there, like trying not to not to let the you know surprise go. And um, I when my agent called me, I mean, I had no idea I was gonna go to the Angels. Like, like I hadn't talked to the Angels in the fall. I hadn't talked to them all spring. Not even at the combine I talked to him. So it was one of those dark horse teams that were on the radar, were not on the radar, but when their when their pick came, they they took the they took the they took the initiative role and and once I got my name called, I mean I, I started I started really smiling by the time Manfred was walking up because I I knew my name was gonna get called here and uh just a just a burst of excitement that everybody had. Um, you know, ha- having my family there, you know. It was just an unreal moment, um, and I was glad I was able to be there and put on the jersey, put on the hat, meet the commish, and just and just experience that in LA. As a kid growing up, I mean, how, how many times did you in picture or visualize that happening to you? You know, like visualize, oh. you know, you being picked by a certain team or just being on the podium and, and starting your career. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I watched every every MLG, MLB draft. You know. Um, uh I, I watched it as a little kid um you know high school started coming around i started getting more into it because senior year came and i got a couple calls my senior my senior uh my senior year and then you know finally having this finally having this happen where i got invited to where i get invited to the draft you know it was it was always a dream come true you know um i always told my myself i always told my dad like man can you imagine being being a first round pick or or just being being at the draft, you know, it was so it's it's always been a dream, and you know, finally having that dream come true, you know, it was there was no better feeling. Um, that that beats everything that's that's ever happened in my life. Um, just being there, getting my name called uh, to be a professional athlete for the Angels, and just having my family there to experience that, um, it was it was awesome. What was that moment like for you and your family, Joaquin? I mean, you know, all those times where you, you're you up late, you know, trying to obviously, you know, provide for your family and, you know, all the stress that comes with being a parent in general, just at that moment, you just breathe that sigh of relief and you just look at your wife and you're like, hey, we did it. Like, this was all worth it. Well, um, as we were getting information, you know, like he said, you know, looking at all the mock drafts, you know, he you know, where he was going and stuff. Um, we spoke to when, when he decided on, on his advisor, who he was going to go with. Um, my wife jokingly told him, Hey, don't call me and ask me if I want to go to the draft. If they invite Zach to go to the draft, just t- tell him yes. And we'll be there. So I was like, you know, honey, you know, the MLB draft is a little bit different from the NFL. They only invite maybe four or five guys, a very small group. So, you know, don't, don't hold your breath that we're going to get invited over there. And um, when my wife one day received in the mail, she received what we thought was like fan mail uh, addressed to Zach. And she called Zach to see if she could open it up because she wanted to see like what kind of stuff the fans sent him. And when she opened it up and she saw the MLB logo and she – it was a card, and when she read the card, and it was an actual official invite to go to the to, to the draft night, she called me screaming. I thought that something had happened, you know. And and then right there and there is when I go, wow, you know, I think this is gonna this is gonna be a a reality. This is gonna come true. And 
MLB was great by inviting my whole entire family, all five of us, and we were all able to spend the, the weekend there with, with all the festivities. And like he said, we were all sitting there waiting to hear his name. And we had done our homework and being honest, you know, now that we're being honest, we were we did our homework and we were counting on all the East Coast teams, you know, maybe picking them so we could stay home. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, I mean, you're in Miami. Yeah, Makes and, sense. and when the when the Los Angeles Angels came uh, came up and called out his name, I was kind of like breathless for a second, and then when I when I realized, damn, that's a that's a long flight to go see him in Los <laughs> Angeles. But I guess I'm gonna have to suck it up. But you know, I was super happy to, for it to be Los Angeles. You know, uh, they're a great organization, and so far, uh, nothing but nothing but great things uh, about the whole entire organization. I mean, in all fairness, there's definitely, obviously, you know, the goal is just to get into, you know, the major leagues, get into an organization. But in all fairness, I think there's worse places you could play. And there's right. definitely worse places to visit your child than, yeah. you know, at least yes. at least you're in a place that's also sunny year round. Correct. Yes. <laughs> all right. So uh, as, as we're wrapping up here, um, so Zach, uh, you went to Tri-City uh, after signing with uh, the organization. You only played seven games before you got called up. Now, um, those seven days, you did bat 200, but your on-base percentage was still high at 355. Um, why do you think you got called up to AA so quickly? Did the organization tell you? Um, so when I signed, when I signed, um, you know, Perry, Perry kind of like brought it up saying that um, I was going to start in high and possibly end the year in AA. Um, even if I wasn't playing, I was just going to finish the year in AA. And I had no idea how like the records were going and everything. And when I got to Tri City, um, you know, you know, Tri City, uh, they 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 weren't doing as hot. And then when I look at Double A, Double A just clinched the first half of the season, and I'm like, okay, so, um, so I played the first couple games in Tri City, and you know, man, I'm I'm first time seeing live pitching again since college had finished, and um. And I'm like, man, like I'm hitting balls hard, you know, like, and I'm not striking out and they're just not falling. So, uh, you know, I was taking my walks, you know, playing, playing pretty good defense, uh, things like that. And um, I remember we we came home from that Vancouver trip, uh, you know, just did the six hour bus ride back home. Uh, the next day was our off day. And I get a call from our manager at like six o'clock at night uh, on our off day. And he calls me, he's like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And I'm like, oh, nothing. You know, I'm just go going to the field and things like that, getting ready to play our next opponent. And he's like, nah, you're gonna, you're gonna pack your bags. You're gonna, you're gonna get on a flight early morning, and you're going to Biloxi with the Double A squad. And um, and he was like, man, it was a this was probably the quickest stint that I've ever had as had a player. Um, but um, there's no there's no uh, better player that I would love for this to happen beside you. You know, hearing that from Jack, you know, it was it was it was an honor because you know Jack Howe, uh, like he had a really good career in MLB and things like that, and just just hearing that from him, you know, it was it was awesome to hear. Um, but I mean, it was it was it was an even longer day. Um, you know, I had an early flight to from Tri City to Seattle, Seattle to Dallas, two hour layover, and then from Dallas to Biloxi. Where I was able to, I was able to get there right before the game finished, kind of meet the guys, things like that, and then start the next day. So you know, it was a quick turnaround, things like that. But you know, I was, I was excited to be in Rocket City, uh, excited to put that uniform on. You know, that you could tell the atmosphere was different, um, and things like that. And just the guys, the guys were cool. You know, bringing in, I was, I was the youngest guy at the time, and just bringing in, just bringing in a young guy. You know, first round pick. Um, you know, things things like that could have changed. You know, people are gonna all oh, look at the first round pick. He's in Double A now, but you know, they actually they actually brought me in very well. Um, they they kind of like didn't forget I was the first round pick, but you know, they they kind of like it just it was off the side. Like it was just another teammate that got called up. So I I really appreciate all that, and um, and you know, I had a really good weekend, and and then they carried over throughout the rest of the season. But I mean, it was it was it was an awesome time for sure. Couple quick things. Uh, yeah, you're right. Jack is a, was a great hitter in his day, so that that is a 
a very good compliment right there uh, coming from a guy with his experience. So that's great that he told you that. But two, how'd you, how'd you like the vibe down there in Biloxi with the trash pandas and then seeing and being part of that vibe as they made that postseason run, uh, you know, and them treating you the way they did, not not the hazing way that you would expect from other teams. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, it, you know, it was still something getting used to. You know, I, my first, not even a first full year in in my in pro ball, and uh, I mean, they treated me like I was like I was a vet. You know, um, uh, of course I was the rookie, but at the same time, I felt like I had been there for years, and it was just all because of how my teammates brought me under their wing, uh, things like that, kind of teaching me a routine teaching me how things should be, teaching me what shouldn't be done, things like that. And then just, you know, just enjoying the moment, you know, Rocket City. I mean, when I got to Biloxi, it, it was packed house. You know, it's 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 a sick, sick place to play at. Um, just the atmosphere, the, the, the mentality to win um, and to compete like everybody did in Rocket City. And then, uh, of course, being part of that run that we made the playoffs. And it just it just felt normal, you know, felt like a, felt like a regular game you know it's the same game just more more to more to it and you know the intensity was there the atmospheres were crazy um the playoffs games you know i was i was i was leading off the first playoff game ever so you know it was it was cool to have got that first hit to get it out of the way i mean it, it, there was a lot of things that i that i experienced when i got to rocket city and i mean i it, it was it was on the top of the charts for sure. You know, um, got I was I was I was treated very well by everybody, by organization, by the by the coaching staff, by the players. You know, it's it was just something that that there was nothing bad to say about it. It was always it was only good things, and I mean that that's the only way they do it, and it's and it was awesome. That's awesome. Did you, uh, Joaquin? Did you guys see him in Tri City and uh, with the Trash Pandas? And in, in Tri City, we um, they don't televise their home games. Mm. Only able to watch uh, him play when they travel to Vancouver. Uh, oh, okay. We were not making no plans on on flying all the way to the north <laughs> the, the, the northwest um, <laughs> at the time. Uh, but once he got to Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, once they left Biloxi, because they, they were on the road that week, then he had the uh, uh, bus back to Biloxi, uh, to Huntsville, Alabama. We did uh, we did make plans with uh, with some of our family members. Uh, I think we had like 15 or 20 of us all went over there. We spent a whole week with them uh, in, in Huntsville, Alabama with uh, Trash Pandas. Great were time. You able to, were you able to uh, catch his uh, first home run with the Trash Pandas? Uh, they, they, they caught, so I hit in my first one in Biloxi, but they, they were there for my first one in Rocket City. Nice. Yeah. I got, I actually have that baseball at home in my man cave. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, it, it's always nice to have, you know, just valuable, valuable things like that. You know what I mean? You know, it's obviously a journey, uh, to, to be a parent in general. So those little kind of mementos mean a lot more than I think your kids could ever possibly understand. Yeah. All right. So, uh, last two questions I have. So, um, real quick, going back to, uh, to double a. So in 30 games, you batted 320, you had non-base percentage of 382 and you had 23 RBIs. What was clicking for you with the trash pandas that might not have clicked uh, with tri city? Um, I, I think it was just more, think more I was just getting used to pro ball you know that was my first time ever um playing under a shot uh pitch clock um you know just different rules uh just different 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 things to the game now and it was just kind of getting accustomed to it um I feel like I, having those two weeks in Tri-City um it was definitely um good to have under my belt so when I got to double a it wasn't like a slap in my face so by the time I got to double-A, I was more accustomed to the game, more accustomed to how, how fast I need to walk to home plate to get under this under the timer, things like that. And I mean, just just getting just I think just being in that in that winning winning atmosphere uh, and things like that just helped cool down the the uh, t uh, like tenseness, things like that. It was just more relaxed, kind of cool and just be like, man, if, even if you mess up, like you got another day tomorrow and things like that. So, you know, it was definitely, definitely that was, that was the experience 
And um, and I think that was the biggest adjustment that I I had to make. It's funny because I, I do a post game show on 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 our network here, and every night after the Angels game, you know, we we talk about stuff that happened in the game, and then also stuff would pop up from the farm. And as you were starting to get really hot down there in Biloxi, and we're hitting the ball, everyone would you know, be like, "Hey, you see what Neto did today? Hey, Neto's <laughs> hitting this much, you know." And and it's like, wow, you know, so it was. It was we were getting updates from the trash pandas themselves, but to hear the fans were, were jacked about, you, you know, they're like, man, this guy's coming through the system fast. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was cool. It was cool. Once I had that first week in Biloxi, I think I went like nine for 16 or something like that. I looked at, I looked at the, cause they had the like stats on the, on the scoreboard. I looked, I was, I looked up there. I was banging like five something. I was like, Oh man, let me take a picture. For, let me take a picture. of last one. <laughs> Um, yeah, right. But uh, it was it was it was cool, you know. Just you know, just just being able to get there and have that impact right away. Um, it was definitely it was definitely something that that clicked for me. Yeah, you got to walk the thin line there. Of you know, it, you have to be able to sit back and, and appreciate the hard work that you're doing. You got to be able to sit back and think to yourself, you know what, man, I'm hot right now, and that's good. But you know, you also got to stay humble at the same time. Exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. I, I was just going to remind. Everybody that you know remember from the day that he got drafted to the day that he reported that try to Tri City, he had gone maybe about a like close to a month without seeing live pitching either. So once he got to Tri City, he just had to get his you know his feet wet again and 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 get going. And I guess you know Tri City you know helped him get you know get going you know with those two weeks of uh, games that he was out there. And 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 once he got going, you know they uh, when he got to tra- to the to the trash pandas that's where uh he just kept it rolling yeah and they probably were realizing that like zach said he was hitting the ball hard he just was hitting it at people or it wasn't falling so i mean uh if you're doing that they could tell you know you just need a break here or there and you're gonna break out and he, he broke out at the right time exactly yeah. his on base percentage was still high and also nobody's talking about the fact that tri-city is uh, is a hitter's nightmare it, it's a yeah. it, it's a very pitcher's friendly ballpark out there really that entire uh that entire league is just really pitcher friendly, you know, and it's almost the complete opposite in double A. And then when you get a triple A, it's just super skewed to help the hitters because of the altitude. So yeah, yes. for sure. I would I have a quick story. I would never forget my first at bat in Charge City. I I hit I thought I hit this ball actually very hard. You know, we're playing at our place and I mean I hit this ball in the right center gap. I thought it was way out. You know, any any other place the ball's way out. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the ball didn't reach the warning track, that guy was still like 10 <laughs> feet in front of the warning track. I was like, I, I go in the dugout and they're like, man, you really got to get one out. You really got to get one to get out of here. <laughs> and when they said that, I, I looked at them. I was like, you ain't lying because I hit that ball with everything I had and that ball didn't even reach the warning track. So <laughs> Did they hit you with the weight room chance? Like, oh, oh weight oh, room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, before I have my last question, Todd, do you have anything? Uh, no, I'm just enjoying the conversation. Yeah. Uh, so the last question I have, it's the question we ask, uh, everyone who comes on the show. So the minor leagues are an absolute grind and, you know, you, you, you got a small taste of that, you know, the long travel, the living conditions are not as bad as they used to be now. Um, same with the meals, not as bad, but they're, they're still not incredible. Why is Zach Neto going to make it to the show? Oh, man. Um, I, I think I'm going to make it to the show because, you know, that's, that's always been the thing that's, that's been in my mind, you know, make, getting, getting there and staying there. Um, you know, I want to be that, fran- that franchise player that my dad and me have always, have always grown up seeing and seeing all these contracts, things like that. And I'm like, man, that's going to be me one day. I'm going to sign that 10 year contract for this amount of money and, that's gonna be me, you know. Uh, I'm not trying to sound selfish, but that's just that's just the person that I want to oh, be. Man, you're working for I want to be it's that guy. The goal. And and you know nobody's gonna stop me to being that guy. Um, I'll do it. I'm gonna do whatever it takes. You know, I'm gonna I'm a winner. Um, I'd like to compete. I like to do anything I can to just get the win, no matter if I'm having a bad day or I'm not. You know, I'm just, just trying to be trying to be that teammate. You know, um, and then just moving in the right direction. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to get through the minor leagues as quick as possible, get to the bigs and stay there and just help the angels win. You know, this is a pretty big year for us, you know, trying to keep Otani here. 
And um, and I would I wouldn't want to be I w- I, w- I want to be part of that. I want to be part of that team that 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 we make to the playoffs. So we have a nice run, and and I'm part of that team that helps show make that decision easier for him to stay here in in Anaheim, and and things like that. And I just think making it to the show at a young age, you know, it's it's just a st- it's just it's just a it's just a start to a roller coaster, and and just staying on that roller coaster as long as possible. You know, that's. That's that's what I want to be on, and and I, I just want to keep I want to keep working, and, and I know it's not going to be easy, and I know, and but I'm up for the challenge, you know. I pre- pressure's a privilege, like Coach Harrod, like like uh, forced into my brain, you know, ever since in college, and I don't take that for granted. I I I run right to the pressure, and I I either get knocked down, but I get I get right back up, and I try to do it back and over and over until I get over that hump. So. Um, that's why. That's why I think I'm gonna get to the show. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get there quick, and I'm gonna stay there. And that's. And that's. That's why. That's why I deserve to be there. I, I've heard that question answered probably like what 25, 30 times by now. But that one might be the best. That that actually got me excited. You know, just hearing <laughs> you talk about it. Uh, same question for you, Joaquin. Why is your son gonna make it to the show? Because he knows I want to retire early. So, um, um, no, never no, mind Zach he, he got a better answer no, no pressure but uh no um you know he, he's always had a chip on his shoulder ever since he's he was always a kid he was always overlooked and he's overcome that uh through his whole entire baseball career he, he might not have been the biggest he might have not been the best but he always played against the best and he always played the, uh, to the best of his ability his work ethic is is very well, is very good, and and I think that chip on his shoulder, um, as the years have been going by, they've it's become a, instead of a chip, it's a boulder now. Loves to prove people wrong, and he's going to continue to prove people wrong, and. For selecting him. And they're going to enjoy the time that Zach Neto is going to be playing for the Angels because uh, it's not only his goal, but it's my family's goal. It's everyone's goal to see a championship brought to Los Angeles. And uh, we all want to be a part of that. And that would be amazing to experience as a, as a whole and as a, as a fan base because it's, this team, it's uh, we just celebrated the 20 year anniversary, and we'd love to get yeah. back there again. So, with with Nettles, uh, you know, because there's and one last thing I'll say just real quick is there's there's five tool players, and we believe that your son is a five tool player, and you know, and potentially, and and what you need too is you need that charisma, you need that chip on your shoulder, like you described, he has. Because there's a the, the mental aspect of the game is so often overlooked. You know, whether you get into a slump, how you get out of it, how you stay hot, how you stay humble, how you stay elite and with that chip on your shoulder. You need a combination of all of that and to be yes. uh, like well-balanced. And it sounds like he is, and that's a great thing to have at this early age. Yes, we agree, and, uh, and thank you for that. Oh, actually, Zach, last split second question I just came up with, because everyone always brings it up, and you hear I know you hear it all the time. And uh, Coach Hare brought it up, and he said it's not going anywhere. Real quick, talk about the leg kick. Is it a timing mechanism, or is it for power? <laughs> you know, it, it obviously works for you, but I, you hear it all the time. You've probably heard it your whole life. What's it all about? Yeah, so, you know, it's it's my timing mechanism. Uh, it's just something that instead of a toe tap or anything, you know, I just I so happen to have the big leg kick. Um, you know, it just, it just, it's, it's who I am. Uh, I feel like when people talk about leg kick, you know, they, they think of my name now, which is awesome because, you know, I didn't mean for it to be like that, but you know, as I, as I got an older, got him better, things like that. Um, you know, now, now it's something like, Oh, leg kick. Oh, Zach Neto. So, you know, it's cool. To, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool to have like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just my timing mechanism. You know, I've done it. I've done it for a long time now. And, uh, and I, I plan on keeping it for till my rest of my baseball career. Um, so you got to be a little stubborn in the sense of like, if it works for you, it works for you. Cause that's yeah. the thing with baseball. There's so many different ways to play the game. 
You know, what works for you doesn't work for the next person. That's the thing that makes coaching so difficult in the game of baseball. You have to accommodate everybody. But, hey, man, I mean, I don't know if you ever watched Otani's highlights when he was in Japan. He had a very aggressive leg kick, too, and clearly it worked (laughs) for him. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember uh, my first time talking to the show. Um, he, he was talking to Ipe, and he was like, Ipe comes up to me. He's like, hey, uh, show wants to say what's up to you. Because he came up to me, and he was like, hey, where's the, where's our first round Where's our first round pick? You know, the one with the, the big leg kick. And, uh, you know, it was, it, was some, it was cool. It was cool. Like, even the MLB star, like, you know, my teammate, MLB stars are knowing, know who I am because of what I do. And, you know, it was, it was awesome. And going back to the question you asked, like, my dad's, my dad's told me since I started it and my coach and Justin Harris said it, whatever ain't broken, don't fix it. So, um, so, you know, I just kept, I just kept that in the back of my head and I mean, it's worked for me. So, and I haven't had any, any issues with this. So, um, I always think of that saying when, whenever people tell me, Oh, but why are you doing the like it's not going to work. Well, go, go watch, go watch me play. And, and, you and, and then I'll answer your question for you. So. Well, uh, gentlemen, I, I really appreciate the time. I, I appreciate you guys making this work. Uh, it was really nice to talk baseball with you guys. And uh, we hope to see you guys out in Anaheim uh, as soon as possible. Uh, <laughs> Todd, do you have anything to say? No, I just, again, I'd like to reiterate that we appreciate your time. The fans are going to enjoy the interview with uh, you and your father. And we pre- uh, we just, again, I'd like to reiterate what he'd say said too uh you know we look forward to seeing you guys in anaheim to experience the west coast and you know the hot uh summers here and the <laughs> beaches too uh, are going to be welcoming when you come out here that's for sure yeah, i pre- I appreciate you guys for having us on you know um this is you know i i can't wait to see you guys are in anaheim and and get there as quick as possible and just and turn this tor- turn this organization around and, and start winning some ball games and and getting back to that that old angels, that old angels team were, were in the playoffs every year. So uh, I appreciate you guys for having me, having me and my dad on and talking baseball, talk, having some good talks about old memories and experiences and um, can't wait to do this again. Where can they, uh, where can the uh, listeners find you? Um, you? You could, you could find me on Instagram or Twitter. Um, if you guys want to tag me, I'll, I'll repost you guys, but um, Zach Neto too on Instagram and, uh, I think it's Zach Neto too on Twitter as well. Sweet. All right. On behalf of all of us here at <laughs> Halos in the Infield, have a great day, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this very special episode of Halos in the Infield. A special thank you once again to the Neto family for their time and efforts that went into this interview. Make sure to give all of them a follow. While you're at it, make sure to follow Halos in the Infield as well and our friends over at Catella Chronicles. And make sure to head on over to the best Facebook group out there, Halo Joe. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. And make sure to leave that five-star review.